Shit Dad Podcast. Celebrating the mistakes that all parents make. You're listening to the Shit Dad Podcast. G'day, g'day. Welcome back to the Shit Dad Podcast where we celebrate those parenting mistakes and breaks while talking all things fatherhood. I'm Nick, married father of a three, five and a seven-year-old and seven years into fatherhood and I still can't have a car snack. <laughs> they will, they'll want some. Yeah, yeah <laughs> definitely. But it does go both ways because I usually steal half of their snacks yeah. as well. So yeah. it's a given. Um, g'day, everyone. I'm Cam, father to a two-year-old and a four-year-old. And Nick, tell me, is it normal to have more dress-up costumes than your kids? <laughs> well, wow. <laughs> I'll leave that one to <laughs> each to their own on that bad boy. <laughs> uh, uh, speaking of costumes, Dave is uh, unfortunately not with us tonight. He's out sick, so hope you feel better, mate. Um, we were loving on the weekend getting dressed up with the kids into some of those uh, yeah. uh, adult costumes. We had Superman, Harry Potter and yep. the Genie. Rocking those, so we'll, we'll post some pics on the socials. I couldn't tell if I was Harry Potter or Ron Weasley looking back at the photos, so eh, whatever. Bit Harry, of both. Yeah. Bit of magic happening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so so tonight, Nick, we're going to be talking to a guest, so we're going to be dialing him in a little bit later on. Um, but before we get to that, why don't we whip out some of the old dad jokes? God, I'm glad you said dad jokes. Huh? <laughs> All right. Let's do a bit of quick draw. Do you want some music in the background? Sure. Stand by. Let's set the tone. All right. Mm. All right. Ready? What do a Rubik's Cube and a penis have in common? What? The longer you play with it, the harder it gets. <laughs> What's a clock's favourite time? What? It's got to be 6.30, hands down. <laughs> what does a potato say when his mate offers him the next round at the pub? What? Yes, bud. What's the easiest way to get straight A's? Yeah. Use a ruler. <laughs> oh, far out. I went to the bookshop and found a book called How Do You Solve 50% of Your Problems? So I bought two. <laughs> Why don't lions hang out with other species? Why? Their pride gets in the way. Oh. <laughs> okay. Shocking. <laughs> not our best work. Not our best, but still somehow not our worst. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's get on with that. <laughs> All right. So, oh, what's, we're having some issues here. What's going on? You hear that? Something's beeping. Yeah. Oh, damn. Stop beeping at me, dog. We'll eventually get used to this new tech. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so what I wanted to do today, we've got some um, social shit dattery and um, some shit dattery sent into our hotline. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll get to the numbers and stuff shortly. Uh, but we're going to start with Chris who sent one in today. So thanks for getting in touch, Chris. Hey boys, Chris here again with another shit dad moment. Uh, mine comes from a couple of weeks ago. My boys are uh, play football. My nine-year-old had final game of the, the year. We're playing at Burpengary. So I rocked up with my nine-year-old and seven-year-old and uh, volunteered to be the touch judge. Anyway, it was uh, early magpie season. And what we noticed was the magpies were swooping at the kids with headgear on, especially the one with the indigenous um, logo and stuff like that on the, the, the color. Anyway, uh, game started, it was all good. I noticed that the Burpengary crowd were really loud, like a little bit over the top. And I was looking at them going, guys, this is a, a you know, junior football match. They're screaming and swearing and carrying on. Anyway, this kept going on and on. And the ref's looking over. And I, I actually thought the ref was going to stop the game because of the swearing and the yelling and stuff coming from the sideline. 
And uh, as the ref stopped and had a look over, I looked over myself and I noticed uh, my seven-year-old had got his indigenous headgear on, was running past the magpies, getting them to chase him, and then running straight through the parents. And all the baggies <laughs> are sweeping all the parents. Uh, let's just say once the game was finished, I grabbed my seven-year-old and nine-year-old, jumped in the car and got the hell out of there before anyone <laughs> said anything to us. Uh, but yeah, definitely a shit dad moment and a funny one at the same time. When I got home and had a few beers, I couldn't stop laughing. <laughs> That's great. I wouldn't be mad if I killed no, that. I'm not even mad. I'm impressed. <laughs> Just riling the magpies up and saying that's that's absolutely that's not shit daddery, that's shit housery from yeah, the kid, yeah. eh? That's classic. That was so good. Um we also had a message from Fabs, uh ex um visitor on the mm-hmm. pod, uh, and he's got a shit dad moment for us. Hey boys, it's uh Fabs here. Hey um, boys. Got a bit of a, a shit dad share line for you. Actually no, it's, to be honest, it's <laughs> My missus, uh, but she won't mind me sharing this one. So, um, yeah, we uh, a few weeks ago, we thought we'd grab some lunch uh, while we were at the shops and um, brought home some sushi uh, for a little Miss Four, Gemma, and um, didn't buy any soy sauce, so we thought, oh, we got some in the fridge, and, uh, yeah, Lauren went and, and grabbed what she thought was the soy first up, and she's like, oh, no, hang on, that's Worcestershire sauce, we don't want that. So she grabbed the next bottle and, um, yeah, just put it on the side of the plate for the old... Uh, tuna and avocado sushi roll for Jem. Jem started um, hooping into it and dipping it into the sauce and just, yeah, loving it. And she, was, she wasn't she was complaining. And then I was sitting next to her and I'm like, oh, geez, that smells a bit, a bit zingy. And uh, I looked over and said, how's it going, Jem? Is it yum? And she's like, yeah, yeah, it's, it's yum. It's, it's a little bit zingy. And I was like, interesting. <laughs> okay. Anyway, she didn't want to stop a good thing, so she was uh, happily enjoying it. And then I checked back over, and she's got these watery eyes, and she's like, sort of like struggling but persevering. I'm like, what's going on there, Gem? Is that sauce okay? She's like, yeah, it's really, really zingy though. And then next thing, I was like, hang on, let me have a look at this sauce. And I've had a crack at the sushi. I'm like, what? That's not soy sauce. That's balsamic vinegar. <laughs> <laughs> Jem had ploughed through pretty much three quarters of this uh, tuna and avocado sushi roll that was just drenched end to end with uh, balsamic vinegar. Oh, that's so um, cruel. To her credit, yeah, she um, she cracked on and pretty much nailed the whole thing. Um, watery eyes and uh, sweat concluded. <laughs> but, um, yeah, got the old uh, soy sauce and balsamic vinegar mixed up, so I thought that was pretty funny. And uh, credits to Jem for, um, yeah, getting stuck into it still. Anyway, lads, hope you enjoy the story and, um, yeah, keep up the good work. <laughs> that He made it sound like it's a regular thing. <laughs> oh, that's the old balsamic vinegar on the sushi. That's crook. It kind of turns a sushi into a sushi salad or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> what a trooper from the, the kiddo. That's oh, great. Oh, my God. Absolute legend. And finally, uh, our last bit of social shit daddery uh, for the week is I read one on one of the dad groups that I follow mm-hmm. and I think you'll enjoy this one because you do enjoy a bit of literal shit battery. <laughs> Just caught a poo one-handed. <laughs> in the small window between the baby butt and the floor, I caught that sucker in one hand, picked up the baby in the other, flushed it down the toilet and put the baby <laughs> in the bath. <laughs> Haven't felt this alive since I last had a full night's sleep 10 months ago. <laughs> That's gone. <laughs> the reflexes, like a ninja. Oh. The 
just throws the right arm out and, and takes an absolute screamer. <laughs> Fair play Who to him. thinks that you get desensitised? Yeah. <laughs> Imagine the thought, like when you're 17, the thought of catching a shit in your hands, you're like, nah, nah, not having kids. That sounds crook as. Uh, and, yeah, dads are like, oh, my God, that was the best thing that's ever happened to me. I love that he's got a community you can share that with. Yeah. Just appreciate it. Well done. So good. Um, so, yes, if anyone else has any uh, messages or um, stories that they want to send through, don't forget the best way to get in contact with us is via uh, Gmail, shitdadpod at gmail.com or via the socials at shitdadpod on Instagram. Flick us a message or a voice message um, and also keep up with some of the shit daddery on the Shit Dad podcast on Facebook. Um, don't forget to follow and leave five-star reviews on whatever podcast platform you use. Um, and, of course, the Shit Dad share line 0730409545. Call up and uh, leave a message and we'll play it on air. Um, and also don't forget we've got some of the, uh, the the merch for sale. So we've got the usual stubby coolers, but the shirts are coming through and looking pretty schmick. So. Shirts will be here within the week. Yes, excellent. So, so We've had a few rounds of, of them. We've got yep. the next round coming through. Yep. Start the orders coming, guys, because we are ready to go. But now we're actually ready for Dad's Corner. Welcome to Dad's Corner, where we give a shout-out to worthy causes and support services for men and dads all over the world. If you know a group that's helped you or is a great cause, let us know on Instagram at shitdadpod. Check out Dad's Group. It's about changing the culture of fatherhood for the better. Dads, their kids, coffee and maybe a playground. A simple formula that provides new fathers with the connection and support they desperately need. Check out dadsgroup.org for more info. If you're turned off by the stereotypical real estate experience, look no further than Black Property Group and get to know Anthony and his team. Whether you want to buy now or upgrade the family home in 12 to 18 months, take the patient, personable approach to find the right home with Black. Check out blackpg.com.au for more. And finally, support the guys who've kept us clothed. Otherwise, we'd be sitting around in the skin. Smashing fibers, lightweight, easy-breathe activewear or everyday casuals. Swing over and grab the missus a terrestrial yoga set now for Christmas. Bra and leggings, only $50. Imagine the perv you'll get. No code, no excuses. Visit smashingfibers.com.au right this second where you're listening to us have a dirty old yarn. That's Dad's Corner. Right, so that's the business end done. I think it's now time to get in touch with our guest for this evening. Um, we're all, I think he's got a fantastic story. I think a lot of dads um, may not relate to some of the situations that he's had himself in over the years, but mm-hmm. the way he's overcome adversity. So I think um, now would be a great time to dial him in. Let's give him a buzz. Steve, how are you, mate? Good, yourself? Yeah, good, thanks. You're on with Nick and Cam, Shitdad Podcast. How you going? Good, mate, yourself? Too bad, thanks. Absolute pleasure to have you on, man. And um, yeah, I just, I've I've given the hype up about how, actually, I didn't. So I'll I'll quickly give a a bit of a rundown how I came in touch with you. Um, Dad's community on Facebook, you might have heard, listeners might have heard it on Dad's Corner, featured uh, the last couple of months. Uh, Stephen's one of the members of Dad's community on Facebook, so get involved in that community because it's a fantastic way for uh, men to get their story across and and um, get dads with other similar situations to uh, to chime in and sort of give their experiences as well. Very similar to what we're doing on the podcast. So great to have you here, Steve. Man, um, love it if you just tell us a bit about yourself and your family. Uh, yeah. So um, 
I'm a single dad. I've got two kids. Um, I've been in and out of my kids' life probably the last few years, but the last 12 months or so, I've sorted my shit out. And yeah, I've now got my son more time than not, and I've got my daughter part time as well. So. Yeah. Fantastic. And is there? Are you happy to open up on what sort of made you like what what the situation is? Why you have been in and out of your your kids' lives? Yeah. So um, I've had a pretty crazy life um, since uh, 2016. I separated from my now ex-wife, and um, I got involved with some of the wrong people, kind of thing, and um, ended up on some pretty heavy drugs. Um, meth, um, in a lot of trouble with the law and um, yeah, I kind of just um, did the wrong thing and put that shit before my kids and my ex-wife had to, you know, do what she needs to do to keep the kids safe Correct. and yeah, that's kind of what the go with that is. Outstanding. Uh, well, not outstanding. What sort of made you go down that path in the first place, do you think? Was it the separation or was it some other things? Uh, look, I've had trouble all my life with mental health. Um, I've got a pretty shitty family upbringing. Um, and so I've always gone to different sort of addictions, but never anything like that. And then I think that after, yeah, the breakup with my ex-wife, I went to a pretty dark place and, yeah, met some shitty people and they offered it to me and it was an easy way out at the time. Yeah, fair enough. And revisiting that uh, that upbringing as well, is it... Did you have a completely horrid upbringing or was it something that, uh, like, just some isolated experiences? Uh, no, it was, yeah, it was pretty horrid. On face value, my family looked like the perfect family in the community. Um, I've got amazing aunties, uncles, grandparents, but for some reason, I'd only mother got dropped in her head or something. And, um, yeah, so behind closed doors, there was a lot of abuse in different ways. Yep. And, um, yeah, all of my siblings left as soon as they could. I kind of left as soon as I could. And, yeah, now I don't speak to any of them. Right. Do you think that that upbringing um, shaped you, at, like the way that you parent your kids, uh, all sort of scenarios aside in the recent years? Oh, I think that I go out of my way every day to make sure I don't raise my kids the way that I was raised. Yeah. Um, some of the stuff that I went through as a kid and the way that I was spoken to and, you know, as an eight-year-old being told to piss off out of the house and, and things like that. So every day I push to make sure my kids know that they're loved and that's not going to be the case for them. No matter how much they stuff up, then I'll be there. Um, what age were your kids when you started um, to get involved with drugs? Um, so Jackson would have only been three-ish mm-hmm. Ella would have been about eight um, yeah and what was the effect that it kind of had on them you know would, were they completely removed by your wife when you were going through all of that uh, they weren't completely removed there were different times where um, my ex-wife kind of said hey like it's not safe for him to be around you um, and in those times I would be absent for you know sometimes it was a month sometimes it was a couple of weeks um, but she never completely took them away. It was just mm-hmm. putting things in place of having someone there with me if I was seeing them. Yeah, right. Um, you know, going to a park, going to her house while she's there. Um, 
but my daughter in particular remembers a lot more of it. Um, she still talks about some of it, but she doesn't know what it was. I just explain it as that had a crazy brain at the time. So, oh, fair enough. So you, you were high at some points when you were with the kids or? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, but my wife or ex-wife is very, very onto it. Yeah. Um, she grew up with parents that were in addiction as well. So she would just look at me and be like, nah, you're onto it. Yeah, yes. right. And um, with your with the kids, do you, like you said, you spoke to them about it. Um, to what sort of extent? And like what, what sort of things do you say to sort of explain that period? Uh, they just kind of, they ask different questions every now and then. Um, they remember like because I've been to rehab four times in that period since 2016. So they talk about all those times and I don't hide it from them and I tell them when they ask questions that I'll tell them when they're a bit older mm-hmm. and they understand. That's a good, good approach, eh? Hey? Mm. Really good. Um, is there any sort of turning point that you came into that you thought that's it, I can't be doing this anymore? Yeah, so November last year um, I was doing a drive, a driving for drugs in um, the Sunshine Coast and I got pulled over mm-hmm. and I had um, a lot of stuff I shouldn't have had in the car, weapons, drugs, all different sort of stuff. And um, so I got arrested and the likelihood was that I was going to spend a lot of time in prison. But for whatever reason, that police officer looked at me like in the car and he's like, man, I can see this isn't you. I can see you just lost. I can just see you got other issues going on in your brain. And wow. He didn't charge me with most of the stuff that I should have been charged with. Um, wow. And then that was kind of the turning point. And then I had issues with some of the people as I was hanging around with mm-hmm. um, and then yeah it just got to the point like uh, I was either I'm going to end up in prison or dead I was spending $3,000 a week on ice oh and, geez. yeah and I was just doing whatever I had to do to get more and it was either I'm going to die I'm going to end up in jail and I'm not going to be around for my kids or I can just completely change that could really could have gone either way if you had a different police officer that day. Say, the intervention from the police mm. saved your life, really, didn't it? Absolutely, absolutely. yeah. Um, what sort of actions did you take when you, like, you could almost call it your turning point? Like, what actions did you take to come clean apart from just going to rehab and take part in uh, your kid's yeah, life, obviously? So- yeah, so I had a big issue with a guy that I was good mates with at the time, and that was kind of the definitive, I got to change. He was a really good guy, but also messed up on drugs. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so I just, one day after a big argument and issues with him, I just, I moved house, I changed phone number, cut everyone, changed me Facebook. And that was just that defining point. I was like, that's it. Like I made that decision for myself and for the kids and that was it. Awesome. And um, so how is your life different now to, you know, roughly a year ago when you were going through all that? Uh, just over a year ago, like I said, I was about to go to prison. I was spending three weeks, 3000 a week on drugs. I was in a lot of debt. Um, I was living in a shed. It wasn't even a house. And since then, since that day, I've, I'm about to buy a property. 
Um, I've got my kids with me more often than not. I've got about to buy a near new car, um, debt free. I've got a home. So my whole life's changed. I've got a business. Wait, that's incredible that's in, a in, a, in that amount of time to turn around yeah. all of that. How good. That's a massive turnaround. What, what um, makes you want to tell your story and, and kind of get it out there as well? Because Nick obviously mentioned that, you know, you're really active in the Dads Community Facebook group and, you know, telling your story to our listeners. What, what kind of motivates you to want to do that? I think there's such, and rightfully so, there's a very negative view on people in addiction. Mm-hmm. But I understand that, well, I know hundreds of people through rehab that I've been, been in addiction with and... There's a reason underlying every single one of those people in addiction. People don't just do it for no reason. They're doing it to mask up feelings. So that's kind of why I'm so active because I want people to know that people actually understand, like, you know, and that they can change. If I can change, they can change. That's amazing. Yeah. How good. Congratulations, mate. Really proud of you. Um, oh, thanks, what was the, the best advice you were given at the time or could give to any dads sort of going through that struggle with addiction or the opportunities there for them to take that path? I guess the biggest piece of advice is nothing changes if nothing changes, but everything changes if everything changes. Mm, Right. And um, it's literally the biggest piece of advice with that is you have to cut everybody off. You have to do everything so they can't contact you. There's no temptation. Yeah. You have to be strong enough if they find a way to say piss off. Yeah. Mm. Fair play, mate. Yeah. There'd be a lot of, lot of, I guess, kind of, yeah, fear and doubt involved in doing something like that as well. Yeah. Yeah, well, I went from having all these group of people that I thought were mates to having nobody. Like, literally, I had no one except my ex-wife. That's the only one that stood by me. That's amazing. Wow. Are you still close with her today? Yes, we are. We have our issues at times, yeah. as every ex has. But, yeah. you know, she's a beautiful person and she stands by me no matter what. And she's been through some very heavy things with me. That's amazing. And um, so I always have that love for her in that way. What a great person, hey. Now, we before we get into the uh, the shit daddery, because uh, we do want to talk to you about the shit daddery, but uh, let's talk about the good daddery Uh Oh, that's, I just thought that up. That's, that's a new one, <laughs> the, eh? good the good daddery. Um, let's talk about you as a you as a father. So, what do you sort of consider as quality family time when you've got the kids? Uh, well, I think balance between work and time with the kids. Um, even running my own business, the first few weeks of doing that, I was on the road eighteen hours a day. I was picking the kids up from school. They were on the road with me. Mm-hmm. And then I realized how much it was affecting them. So now I literally, I work between school hours and I refuse to work outside of that. Um, Money is not everything. And them being happy and me being present is more important. Jeez, 100%. Yeah, there's a strict boundary. So I think it's a lot of dads would not would not do that. Yeah, no, that's right. The school hours for sure, yeah. Uh, what... Well, go, going to specific activities, what's your your, your go-to? Your, what's your go-to activity with to spend time with the kids? Oh, so every Sunday is our family day. Yeah. Um, and the day is just wiped out for what they want to do and what we want to do together. That might be going to movies, going for breakfast, going up a mountain, whatever. But we know that every Sunday that's our time and no one else's. That's super. Yeah, nice. Yeah. You let them do the choosing. Yeah. Yeah, generally, within reason. 
Oh, that's so good. Um, all right, so did we want to get into um, a shit dad moment or shit dad stories then? Yeah. Do you have a shit dad story for us? Uh, I do. I was trying to think of one and my daughter reminded me. <laughs> of course she did. <laughs> yeah. So um, the other week she was having issues with her hair and she got an undercut and we're walking along and I normally, my mouth gets me into a lot of trouble and I said to her, <laughs> Hey, Ella, you realise that your hair looks like a, hair, a surfer dude's haircut, hey? <laughs> Bet that went down like a lead balloon. <laughs> yeah, no, it didn't go down well at all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, that's so good, mate. Uh, Nick, yeah. I, I think you said you've got a couple for this week. I'll save those for our little uh, the the shit dad moment of the week yeah, at the okay. end. Yeah, I just yeah. want to, uh, yeah, we'll just, we'll just talk to Stephen about the, uh, your, your journey through addiction and coming clean and being the best father you can be and how, how important is dad's community to you, Steve, before we, we let you go? Oh, look, you know, when dad's community started around February-ish, I was going through a pretty dark time at the time. Um, I was only, you know, a couple of months out of addiction and just popped up on Facebook and um, Stephen, the founder, is an awesome dude. Like, he regularly contacts me himself and checks on me. And I just like that you can just put something up that's going on and there's other people going through the same thing. Mm. That's awesome. And have you met uh, – what's your network look like now? Is that is it uh, bigger through Dad's community or do you, have you met other people uh, through the rehab side of things? Uh, so I don't speak to anyone – besides the staff from rehab that I've been in. Okay. Um, I learned that very early on. They're also people in addiction, which means they're unsafe mm-hmm. for me to be around. Yeah, okay. Um, but, yeah, the staff at Teen Challenge, which was the rehab I went to, they're amazing. Um, the case managers still contact me, um, come down and visit me. I go up and visit them. Um, I sponsor them now through my business, um, so I get back to them as part of the community as well. So. Awesome, full circle then. Yeah, yeah that's great. so good. Is that also part of your? Um, is giving back to your community part of the rehab as well? Definitely. Yeah. Cool. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. That's good that you've um, you've taken gone the full circle and made the change, and you're the better father for it. Mm-hmm. So I, I know we haven't sort of gone too deep into your fatherhood style and and things like that but if you is there any other anything else you want to talk about as like as far as your story goes and um and how you parent your kids oh yeah so with my kids i um parent them very practically so it was funny there was a thing on facebook the other day about some kid driving around a car park and i do that with my kids like you know, very practical, teach them to drive, do those real life skills. Um, yeah, that's just my style. It doesn't suit everyone and yeah. that's okay, but it works for them and works for me. So you're teaching them some practical, yeah, life skills around things they're going to be doing when they're older. That's exactly right. Yeah, yeah. nice. Yeah, Sorry. and, you know, I would say to the kids all the time, this isn't my house that they're coming into. This is our house. So we do it all together. Like, you know, we get in and cook dinner together. We clean up together. We do the whole lot together. Awesome. Yeah, that's probably a good good way to approach it, isn't it? Every time they come in, they, they feel safe. Like, they yeah, they own a part of the house with you. That's exactly right. 
Awesome, mate. Cam, you got anything else you want to? No, I just want to say, there? like, obviously, it's 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 a big thing to share that type of story Huge, um, yeah. with people you don't know. Yeah, <laughs> um, but I hope all the listeners, you know, get something out of it, and just uh, that's what we're about on this pod: being vulnerable and just sharing stories, and um, you know, just trying to get better each day. So, yeah, really appreciate that. No worries, man. Awesome. No, thanks again, Stephen. And uh, yeah, please keep uh, keep getting your story out there and and talking about it and networking because there's um, a lot of dads could sort of take your story and adapt it to their own life. Yeah, that's it. Thanks, mate. Definitely will. Awesome, mate. Thanks so much again for coming on, man. Oh, good. Thanks. Bye. Take it easy. Mate. See ya. See ya. Holy shizer. Mm. Wow, that incredible. was crazy. Yeah. yeah, but what a what a turnaround of his oh. life! All all those different things that he's been able to achieve in a short amount of time. Twelve months gone from that like sort of rock bottomish to owning a house, mm-hmm. having a business, getting a new car, yeah, having your kids more. Like that's incredible. Yeah, definitely. I'm inspired. A, a lot of people would have not gone that far, and you know, ah. maybe spiraled more out of control. So. Yeah, no, not at all. <clears throat> all right. Right, we've just had a fantastic chat with Stephen, one of the members of the Fantastic Dads community on Facebook. Uh, and yeah, we've covered a really good story. I'm a bit nervous now. What about this bubbling? Yeah, we're getting some <laughs> mad buzzing on our side. So Hopefully Look. the listeners won't hear it. It's just us. <laughs> right, so uh, yeah, let's get into our stuff, Cam. So yeah. we've, um, we've got some... Some shit daddery. Let's do own. it. Let's have a shit dad sandwich. You you go, then me, then you. Okay, cool. <laughs> Done. All right. So shit dad story of the week. So we've uh, we had a little bit of a planning session and a, and a bit of a yarn, us three lads, yesterday on a Sunday. We had a couple of cheeky brews. Only a couple. Only a couple. It was responsible. And the, uh, the families, the wives and kids were over at a different house so we didn't get distracted by and create more shit daddery. Yeah. <laughs> um, Nick did the uh, the daddy dinner for us, or daddy lunch. You yeah, know, the uh, pulled pork burgers, delish. Bit of slaw. Yep. Can't go wrong with a bit of slaw on a on a pulled pork burger. Uh, but yeah, so we've got uh, we came up with shit dad story of the week. So what we're going to do uh, from here on is open it up to people who want to get involved with the show and just tell us the, just the funny stuff that happened at home, like during the week. I've got a couple of things that I want to bring up straight away. So. Um, I don't actually have any shit dad moments. I got some shit. Uh, what are we calling it? Shit dad story. So <laughs> I've got a couple of things that happened this week, and the kids have decided they want to start smelling each other's breath <laughs> after they brush their teeth. That's shocking. How good is it? <laughs> so every time they brush their teeth, now they run into the room and go, "Smell my breath." It's like, yeah, I get it. You brushed your teeth, but yeah, good o, mate. And they. Like you sit there and go, <laughs> oh, so you have to do it. Yeah, I have to smell it. So, um, okay, my daughter ran in yesterday and she's like, "Daddy, daddy, smell my breath." And I just, I just wanted to make a big song and dance about yeah. it. And she's like, she breathed, and then after she'd finished breathing, I went, <laughs> "Oh, minty!" <laughs> and full went Ace Ventura on it. So that was <laughs> a you bit of fun. You don't want to discourage them from no, cleaning right. their teeth. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's that positive vibes. You can yeah, yeah, yeah. A bit, yeah. Of, a bit of a song and dance about it. So that's the new thing in the Bentley house at the moment is the uh, the smell my breath. The worst part about it was I usually I use Listerine. 
because mm. I drink a lot of coffee and like mm. dentist said everything's sweet and everything, yeah, yeah. but like it's not as I don't use a minty toothpaste. I don't think yeah. because she goes, "Let me Mel's your breath," and I was like, <laughs> she, "She doesn't say smell; she says Mel's." And so then I went, ah, and she's like, "You didn't brush your teeth," and I was like, "Oh, <laughs> that's embarrassing." No, not, <laughs> glad, not yet. <laughs> glad mummy didn't hear that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, my kids aren't as bad with the smelling the breath, but they were just doing. Decided to just start licking each other. Oh. <laughs> That's really worse. That is shocking. Imagine being that bored. Let's just lick each yeah, other. Yeah, give us a lick. Mm. Um, my shit dad story was last week was an interesting one. Um, obviously, we didn't record, um, you know, a few things happening with different um, podcast members' families and things. Just wanted to make sure we're looking after families first. But yeah. I was actually away in Thailand all the last week for work. Nice. At, in Bangkok. Oh, and it was the first time traveling away for work for a decent amount of time. Yeah. Uh, being away from the kids for that amount of time. And the whole time coming up to it during and even now, I'm just like, gee, geez, it was good just to be away from them for like four days. <laughs> <laughs> five days. Four solid, like I had the best sleep for yeah. four nights in this massive king bed in a hotel yeah. room. Oh, that's so good. Um, no alarm, you yeah. know, didn't have to worry about anything like that. That's it was amazing. And so I was like, I feel a little guilty for nah. being so excited, but anyone would make the most of it, surely. Totally, totally, yeah. yeah. Um, so, of course, when I was away, I was like, okay, I've got to get some obligatory kind of gifts to bring home to the kids. Yeah. And, um, yeah. Like, you know, I'm a, I'm a tight ass, so I wasn't going to get them anything decent. Well, short arms, long pockets. <laughs> so I was out on the street uh, looking for, you know, little souvenirs and you can buy little elephants and tuk-tuks and things, which I ended up getting. Um, but I just couldn't believe, and this is the first time I'd ever been there, um, on the streets, and this was daytime, nighttime, no matter what time of the day, you would go up and see all these stalls uh, in the middle of the street just going selling a mixture between, yeah, kids' toys, kids' clothes, you know, usual Paw Patrols and Frozen and things. Right next to them in the same stalls were bongs, dildos and spliffs <laughs> and then crack pipes as well. So all, all of it there, like just the Jeez. real, you know, mix of different things all sitting together. Start them young. So, um, yeah, so made sure we obviously got a couple of just little tuk-tuk elephant toys yeah, yeah, for yeah. them. Um, the most exciting thing was my, of course, my Red Bull singlet. Yeah, you can't nice. go to Bangkok yeah, without yeah, getting exactly, a, like yeah. a yeah. bintang. I thought you'd go the bintang option. No, yeah. no. <laughs> no, I was getting, getting the, just the Red Bull. Or Tiger or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Love it. Uh, my other shit dad story of the week was uh, teaching. It's actually not even shit at all. I, th- I th- frothed on it. I loved it. Mum told me to stop saying froth, so I'm <laughs> going to say it extra froth on this one. Um, so, yeah, we heard the young fella playing the nut bush on his Google Home in the in his bedroom and yeah. he's like doing all the, I peeked in, he's doing all the moves and everything. I was like, oh, so proud. I'm going to have to teach these kids all their like first disco yeah. songs so they can, they know all the, the dance moves and stuff. So they get to the disco and they're the kids that are cutting shapes and like everyone's <laughs> like, Whoa, Getting all sweaty. Yes. <laughs> they're the first ones to the punch bowl. Um, so took it upon ourselves to, my wife and I, uh, took it upon ourselves to get in there and show them the nut bush. Yeah. And Cotton Eye Joe and all those classic disco hits. And so we were punching out the macarena. I ended up sweating bullets. <laughs> I came out dripping with sweat. You would have blown their mind. How, oh, how do you know all these dancers? I know, yeah. Dad and Mama, absolute jets. How good is this? Yeah. I don't know if they that's, thought we were cool or lame. That's a really good just weekend activity. Yeah. If yeah. it's like a rainy day, just yeah. like, hey, let's just learn some of these dances. Yeah. That's a good one. 
that's my bit of dad advice. Yeah, and, nice. And shit story of the week. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll um, we'll make sure we try and um, you know, get some stories out of Dave as well, and he can try and send them through to the shit dad share line. Yes, sir. Um, I'll play them this time instead of leaving them a few <laughs> yeah, weeks. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Um, just a reminder for anyone uh, who doesn't know what that is. So that's just a, a place where you can call up, leave a voicemail, and we'll play it on air. Um, I think it's a minute or two minutes. There's a time limit with it. Two minutes, yeah. So, um, you know, try and keep keep it short and to the point, um, but we still would love to hear those stories. Um, that's 07 30 40 95 45. Uh, once again, hit us up on uh, the Instagram page uh, as well with any stories, photos, anything you want to send through. Um, any of your shit dad stories of the week as well. Um, and finally as well, don't forget to support the guys who support us, Smashing Fibers. Um, they're almost uh, wrapped up their business end of next month in December. Um, so they're just trying to obviously get some crazy discounts out there for some some um, final pieces of clothing. So get in there and get some extra gear. Uh, and, of course, um, Black Property Group. Yeah. Buy or sell. Or just watch their funny videos yeah. on Facebook because they're absolutely going yeah. hard. Now, let's throw in some final thoughts, Cam. What mm-hmm. have you got? Anything you want to share with the crew? Uh, mine was just, and it obviously depends on what your, uh, what your occupation is, what industry you work in, um, but for most we're gearing up to the silly season or end-of-year season as well. Um, and for some industries like mine, it's, there's, there's so much on, there's so many things to go to. Um, but uh, my, my bit of dad advice is just kind of um, pick and choose the best ones to go to and don't go to everything because yeah. it will start to take its toll on, on your partner and your kids as well. Burn you might out miss out some stuff. So, yeah, so yeah. Um, maybe this is what I'm doing this year. I've been saying to no to 90% of things essentially, um, picking and choosing some of the better, uh, more exciting events to, to head along to. That's so good. Um, I My bit of my final thought is after a little incident that happened today at Playgroup, uh, for Little Miss 3, I think you just got to be grateful for having healthy kids if you've got them. Don't like bad a bit of bad behaviours, mm-hmm. nothing compared to having any sort of health issue. So yeah. just be grateful for what you got and um, just cherish it. There was uh, We were at the play group and this uh, baby who was still getting bottle fed, was um, he had a cleft palate mm. and, uh, yeah, he... he Every time, like it doesn't it apparently didn't happen often, but like he'd like gag and choke on milk because he oh. had the hole in the mm. uh, the top of the roof of the mouth or however it works. And um, yeah, they, they've got a, uh, a surgery booked in for early next year, and it'll all be fixed. But until then, they have to deal with it. I just thought, God, it must be so stressful, and everything must be like your whole life is just based around that. And, and yeah, every time yeah. you cho- every time your kid chokes or like gags or anything it's so stressful and yeah totally felt for us so yeah just be grateful be hard enough sometimes with with newborns and young ones so uh, yeah yeah that's great advice and to wrap up the week on behalf of myself and cam and i'm sure dave who's at home not feeling too well we thank you uh for getting involved with the shit daddery and we hope you keep it coming um but until next week keep striving to make those relationships with your kids one percent more meaningful every week whether you take anything away from our shit daddery or not and remember we're all in the same boat when it comes to fatherhood for the kids